on your part. Here we go. Welcome to the On Track and Field podcast. I'm your host, JT Ayers. Well, if you have not listened to part one, you need to go back and listen to part one of this conversation, this unbelievable conversation I'm having with arguably one of the fastest human beings who's ever lived, Noah Lyles, American record holder, 1931 in the 200, just recently won his 60 meter uh, running a lifetime best. Um, Noah is unbelievable it's so fun talking to him so this is going to be part two so go ahead and stick around you can listen to uh part two and if you not listen to part one just go back and listen to part one but without further ado um me and noah lyles are going to continue to talk so noah let me just throw out this question to you right now so when you're at a sprint practice how i know you guys use a lot of film and you break it down in slow-mo mm -hmm. and i've seen that just you know in your grassroot videos but what about mm -hmm. timing? I mean, you putting free lap cones up? Are you trying to get splits? I mean, how often are you timing yourself in a given training practice? I love my coach. He is a great coach. He's very personable. He's not what? technological. <laughs> he is not technological. <laughs> but that does not mean that we don't use technology when it is presented. We have tried to use free laps. The problem is it slows down the pro the practice because he's not as technical. So he gets a little irritated and goes back to his hand watch. <laughs> um, but we have used it before. I am a fan of it because it's data. It's hard data. And something I feel that isn't taken advantage of as much in track and field is hard data. If you can learn how fast you're moving in your practice, it's going to be easy to determine what you're going to show up to a race at. If our coach doesn't use free lap, he's going to use his hand time. Luckily, he's been doing this a lot of years. So he has a very good metric of, you know, what that is going to equate to when it actually gets into a race. So I'd say right before we went to New Balance, I, we did 60s and I ran at 6, 12 and 611 in our 60s and in my ears that tells me okay i'm in six five shape because that's around that's usually what i run anytime i'm around there if i hear 610 in on his hand time i'm like okay that means i'm in nine eight shape or 197 or faster shape for sure if i hear anything in with an a zero next to it it's like okay it's it's pr season it's time to go. And any to the closer you get to that six flat, the closer I know it's to PR season. Um, and of course, we want to be able to use more technology, but that stuff is expensive. And <laughs> this would open up a whole nother door. But professional track and field groups are not as well funded as you would think. Oh, I know. Because I've talked to enough people and they're like, it's bad. In fact, I have a feeling my high school program might have a little more funding than you do just from the fundraisers I'm able to do and how you're able to just basically have to do it. Well, let me throw it out there. You get Adidas to fly me out. I'll do your free lap free of charge. No problem. Um, in fact, we I probably should get that. you in contact with free lap. I'm guarantee you they'll send you something for free. Um, oh, they would. Um, it, it's really 
you'd be surprised. There's just a lot of background deals in politics that ends up stopping you from doing some stuff like that. But yeah, it, I want to introduce that more into our training. But I'll, you know, just a conversation with my coach and stuff like that. Well, no, you're the sure. you're the ambassador of the sport right now. If you like it or not, you put yourself in the forefront of all the change that's happening, all the way we should be doing it, and we applaud you for that because we're fans. And um, I had a great conversation with Carl Lewis and he's like, until the athletes take control of their own brand and their own training, their own, every, it's going to be corporations trying to drive stuff and they want to keep it down. They want to keep it amateur. Mm-hmm. Um, what you're doing, you need to be affirmed. It's good. So continue to do it. And um, so that. let me, let me ask you that. Why Adidas? Why not go with anybody else? Why did Adidas appeal to you the most? <laughs> Oh, we're about to get into a long conversation. Uh, the straight and to the point answer is I love their culture. It's very family oriented. It's we take care of our own. It's, you know, we're not going to leave you stranded. Uh, we understand you're, you're human, but it's also a business. And they know they understand that. And when they looked at me and my brother, they said, we're going to make an investment on you guys. And they said, if you do well, you'll do really well for yourselves. And if you don't, you will make enough to be able to set your family up to wherever you go next. And that was a deal that we thought was, uh, it was life changing. And we did a lot of research before that, you know, with other companies, with other agencies, with other, talk to a lot of coaches. Um, of course, we told every college coach that we were talking to on this journey that, you know, this was in our sights and this was our plans to turn pro out of high school. And what we heard back was a lot of un- nice things about Nike, a lot of cuts, a lot of leaving you dry, a lot of they are cutthroat business. Um, as long as you're still healthy, you'll do well. But as soon as you're not, you're hung to dry. And we just didn't feel comfortable that they would give us the time to you later turn into great athletes, you know, luckily for me, it kind of started a lot quicker, but for my brother, it wasn't the case. You know, he took years. He was already coming off of an injury when we, they signed him and he had to get healthy from that. And now that he's gotten healthy and he's gotten time to grow into an athlete, we're seeing great numbers. He's now running 19 seconds and running 10 flat. And now I'm looking at him and I'm like, hey, you might need to go run the 100. You probably have a better shot in the 100 than you'd probably do in the two, which is crazy to say. But if, you know, he went with another brand that wouldn't have given that time to develop and grow, we would never see that. And that's what we definitely felt we were getting from Adidas. Wow. Now, were you and your brother a package deal? Pretty much. <laughs> I did not want to turn pro without him. I definitely if he didn't get a deal i definitely would have went to college with him because i feel that we work better together than apart you spent your whole lives chasing each other it's probably the reason why you're really fast yeah yeah we are we're the one of the perfect duos i'd say he's my best training partner ever how important is to have training partners it's extremely important i feel that people underestimate a training partner. Um, I'm a storyteller, so I'm going to give a quick story. Um, I In my first year, I went to Amsterdam, and I went there with my coach, my brother, and Shawnee Miller-Weebo. Shawnee, Josephus, and my coach went off to a track meet, and they left me in Amsterdam. 
And I had to force myself to get up in the cold in a, on a rainy day and go practice. That was one of the toughest things I've ever done <laughs> in my career. <laughs> Here I am, 19 years old, just turning 19 years old, going into a country, country I've never been in, in a city I've never been in, taking a tram to a bus to a stadium that I've never been to except for three times in my life and forcing myself to practice. And I'm like, wow, um, I need a training group <laughs> because iron sharpens iron. And there's going to be a point where you're going to need that extra oomph because you can't have, you can't be on every day. You need somebody to pick you up and say, Hey, you know, I know this is a hard day, but let's get through it. You need somebody that's going to keep encouraging you to go forward. You need somebody who's going to have a better trait than you. If you're a finisher, pair yourself with a starter. They're constantly going to drag you through the dirt, but you will get better at starting because you will have that goal to chase. You know, it's, it's important to have those people, but also knowing to each other what you guys are. You're not competitive. You're not competing every time you touch the track. You know, sometimes you're working together because if you mess up the workout because you guys are running against each other, then the workout is, you know, it's, it's useless. Mm -hmm. You need mm -hmm. the workout to work for each other, not for it to, you know, be destroying you guys. Earlier, you mentioned about, and I, and I made a quick quib about looking at athletes and being fans of them and watching them. Who, what athletes inspire you? <laughs> I don't really have those athletes. <laughs> I am definitely the athlete that I look to myself because in my mind, I truthfully look at myself as I'm going to be the one who does it perfect or the best that has ever been done. Of course, I have athletes that I will look at and be like, I like your trait. I like mm -hmm. your quality. I like your start. I like your finish. I like your form. I'm going to give you credit where credit is due, and I'm going to take it and use it to my ability. But I will never look at an athlete and just be like, oh, my gosh, you're you're just so amazing. And I, I, if I ever got the chance, you know, and it's like, yo, what are you doing to yourself? You know, the, yeah. we as athletes are still human beings. And I, I feel that that's one of the things that I, the reason I try to be me is because I'm trying to show you that I'm a human being. I cry. I laugh. I love, I hurt. I get angry. I get upset. I have times of weakness. I get boastful sometimes, but I also have people that bring me back down to speed. I also like, I am human and you are human. So us as athletes have to remember that. And if you put somebody at such a high pedestal, you're going to deem them not as human. And if they're not human, then how can I get to them? When you were 14 or 15 years old, who was, who was the person you looked at and be like, wow. Same mindset. Love it. I had the exact same mindset back then that I do now. Can you talk about like sportsmanship in track and field? Like how do you maintain a positive and respectful attitude towards your competitors? I mean, you guys you yeah. see each other all the time. You got to hand off to each other sometimes. Yeah, it's weird. It's it, especially in track and field. I think like the weirdest moment was 2019 in the four by one relay at World Championships. Because here I'm the anchor leg of the four by one, and Christian is the starting leg, and we break the American record. And I remember finishing, and I see him, and he sees me, and we were like so happy, and we're running at each other, and I'm like, this is the guy who I've been kind of beefing with the whole year. <laughs> 
And mm-hmm. here we are embracing each other. Like we just like we're the best of friends. And it was just such a great feeling. And then here we and then you know, going into the next year, we have to be enemies again. It's like it's so weird. It's uh I think never taking anything too personal is the biggest thing. And again, knowing who you are, knowing that you get beat one day doesn't mean that you're lesser of a person. At the same time, being faster than somebody doesn't make you better of a person. Knowing that your traits and character or who what make you determines how you will behave and how you treat others. Like I but said, I oh go ahead. I was just to ask. I mean, I'm not gonna get a lot of opportunities to ask is hey Noah Lyles, what's the perfect four by one? Give it to me. What order? Where are you running? I'm running last. It's just Oh, you don't I, like being second? I don't have a problem with second. But I'm not letting what happened in Oregon happen again. Oh, let's go! <laughs> By the way, I talked to Michelle uh, Michelle Freeman, and and we had a great yes. talk about the women. And I know she helps as an assistant with the men. And uh, okay, so again, back to my original question: What's the yeah. perfect four by one? You run an anchor. Yeah. Who's starting? A Christian. He's just that good of a starter. He really is. Or if I'm taking out Christian, I'm putting in Michael Norman. Again, oh, one of wow. The- like, and I'm gonna tell you why. Under in 20, 200, you guys ran. Yeah, it, yeah, we did. But in this year, or in 2022, in Lausanne, in that 200, he ran a first hundred time of 10:09. That is would be clocked at the third fastest first hundred of a 200 in history. I'm putting Michael Norman up there. Second, I I, I debate about this one constantly. Uh, but I think I'm gonna have to give it to Kenny. He I, wants it. I've talked to him. Yeah, he, he's like, put me I, on the yeah. thing. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to give it to Kenny. And my third leg is always a rough choice because I want to use Arion because I know he has it, but I don't know, and I know that he can run a turn. It just scares me how his future will look, and I want to see that in his turns and see if it continues. But it, it's it, it would be between him and Grant Holloway, truthfully. Oh, you put um, Grant on that. Grant is a part of the NCAA championship record holder of the four by one. That man knows how to run a third leg. Oh yeah, and then they drop him in a four by four, and he's dropping forty fours. He's he's yeah. no joke, and he wants it too. He wants to run it. We talk about that all the time. Uh, let me throw a couple more questions your your way, and then I'll let you go. And this definitely is going to be a part one and part two because um, you're so fun to talk to, man. This is easy. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I try to make them fun. So what's next? I mean, I know you talk about goals and where you want to go. Lay it out here, man. Make it public. Where What are we doing? Hmm. All right. I'm going to put it to you like this. 2023 is a year that's only preparing for 2024. Now, what happens in 2023, you know, I'm, I'm not saying world records won't be broken. I'm not saying that championships won't be gained. But if we keep the mindset of everything that we do in 2023 is for 2024, then that is how we keep the motivation. That's how we keep the excitement. And that's how we make sure that 2024 turns into a, a perfect year and not a, oh, we're kind of dealing with a nibble here and, and some issues there. You know, we have this laid out and set. Like, this is how we did it then. That's how we're planning on doing it now. Um, I got uh, 
turn it into a nine seven runner. It has to happen this year. It has to happen. Gaining three golds at world championships, 100, 200, four by one. Gotta happen. It gotta happen. You know, breaking the world record, I'm not gonna throw that out there. You know, yes, I'm gonna be going after it. And when the opportunity arises, I'm gonna step up to the plate. But I'm not gonna be saying I have to break it this year. Because I don't. World records are broken when you are in the right shape and the wind is right, the day is right, the weather is right, the blocks are right, the officials, the track. Like there are so many more components than just you being fit to run a world record. But I'll make sure that when that day comes, I will be ready. You race to win and then the records will happen, right? Exactly. What's your favorite place to train? I mean, rather, what's your favorite place to go compete? I love Oregon. I love Eugene. The only problem with Eugene is it's it's horrible for the uh, for anybody trying to get there. It has very little accommodation. Um, food spots are kind of sparse and scarce, and uh, yeah, it's just so far from the rest of the world. It's not a major city, but the track and the crowd and the environment—you can't beat that. It's by far one of my favorite places to race. Uh, I also love Monaco. Monaco is just a fun city to be in. They have a good crowd. Uh, Zurich and Lausanne, good places. Uh, the only thing that I'd say that makes it different from Oregon is that they aren't as overly enthusiastic. They're enthusiastic, but they don't have that American hoorah type energy. Yeah. It's more that, yeah, that was a great performance. Yeah, I like <laughs> that right there, which is nice to hear. But sometimes you need that wild going nuts energy, especially if you want to see something amazing happen. You know, that stadium rumbling crowd. Well, that's track. Track's the power of moments. Like there's all this like elation and, and built up moments of just like, all right, let's see what happens. And then it just burst. I mean, when, I'm going to use this as an example. I don't know where you were, but when the women ran the four by one and Jenna Prandini comes around and she's handing off to TT and then they won. I mean, people lost their minds when you ran the 1931 that there must've been an earthquake in Eugene at that moment. You know what I'm saying? Like it's cool. Yeah. It was. And you know, what's so crazy about that moment. I, there are so many things I didn't hear because I was so focused in on what I wanted to see. So I wanted to see the time. I wanted the celebration. I wanted my family and I wanted to do a victory lap, but they were rushing me to yeah. do the TV stuff and, and get the medal. Hey, you ceremony. came back out. I got a picture with you somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But I wanted to go around the whole stadium because, you know, that was a once in a lifetime thing. But I was like, I never heard them chant USA's. And Josephus and my mom were looking at each other like, bro, they did it like right after you won. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't hear that. Well, man, I can't thank you enough for joining me. Um, just being able to do a podcast with you. And and then, by the way, that was me putting on Twitter, like, hey, I would love to do an interview with Noah Lyles. And then you got back to me. Just so it was a lot of, I mean, a lot of mutual respect. I really appreciate it. And I know the listeners are going to appreciate it. Um, we're huge fans, man. And we love what you're doing. You're doing it right. Continue to do what you're doing. You're an ambassador for the future generation. Your legacy is, is fantastic. And... I don't know, man. Where else can we follow you? Where else can we support you? Let me know. Let everyone know right now. 
Yeah. So, of course, my social media is, is pretty popular, but it can always be more. You know, the more you guys support me, the more I can make the sport more fun so everybody can see. Um, Instagram, Nojo18. If you can guess why it's called that, you'll get a prize. <laughs> uh, everything else is just Noah Lyles. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, TikTok. I don't really do too much TikTok. I'm more there to watch myself. But, uh, my YouTube channel, of course, is Noah Lyles, and we have huge, huge things going on. We actually are getting our Boston um, behind-the-scenes video getting ready, and I've already seen sneak peek of it, and it looks amazing. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, of course, if you guys want to help us as you know, people and help help us help other people, we have the Lyles Brothers Sports Foundation, which is a nonprofit. Um, LylesBrothersSports.com.org. Ooh, I need to double-check that. Um, but you'll find it. Uh, it's in my bio. We have an Instagram page for it as well. Um, we, you know, really focus on helping the athlete, developing an athlete physically, mentally, and nutritionally. Uh, we've been doing a lot of projects recently. And, you know, if you guys always want to donate, that is where you'd be. Not to me. I, uh, I already get paid very well, and I'm very thankful for it. So any money that you want to donate, please go donate to our nonprofit so we can help others. Well, there you have it. Well said. And we'll make sure whenever we broadcast this and even in the show notes, we'll put all those links so people can find them. Noah Lyles, man, the greatest American sprinter ever. We appreciate you, man. And we're looking forward to maybe we can talk about another time when you're the greatest sprinter ever, which you're so close. You're going to do it, man. Hey. We're proud of you, man. Keep doing what you're doing. And uh, I just want to make sure that everybody's well aware that our sponsor and the people that I work with the most and love working with them is on trackandfield.com as well as relaybatons.com where you can get custom grave but relay batons that are competition ready, but also use them as gifts. That's what I use them for, especially my end of the year banquets. So relaybatons.com and on trackandfield.com are the major sponsors. And as a gift, we're just going to send Noah a gift for just coming on the podcast and he can be super cool with all his friends and his shirtless brother in the <laughs> background and he can have his... He can have his mug that says on track field on it. But regardless, Noah, thank you for joining me. And without further ado, who's a man that's not an American record holder, but he is in my heart, our CEO, Steve, take us away. Thanks to our guest, Noah Lyles, for hanging with us for two straight weeks. The On Track and Field podcast is powered by RelayBatons.com. Custom engraved meat and competition legal relay batons. And check out our custom engraved water bottles and tumblers. Great for team branding, coaches gifts, meat and invitational giveaways and prizes. And by OnTrackAndField.com. We have everything you need for a successful track and field season. Whether you're a coach, athlete, athletic director, or parent, we have everything you need track and field and cross country related. And when you use the word track talk at checkout, you can save up to 15% on your entire order. Some restrictions apply. And make sure you check out our new website, ontrackrunning.com. Training shoes and spikes from New Balance, Brooks, Saucony, On Running, Hoka, and Topo Shoes, ontrackrunning.com. Make sure to check us out on our socials too, at ontrack, the letter N, field, at ontrack and field, on Twitter and the gram. 